0: Hey listeners, welcome to Murder by Algorithm, the podcast where machine and human unite. In this show, you'll be listening along with us to short stories generated entirely by AI. We have no idea what the content is or how it will turn out.
1: The only thing we know is that we have to figure out who the killer is and we have a murder to solve. The AI knows who did it and will reveal the killer to us once we ask for a name. After we listen to the story, we'll come back to discuss what we've just heard. Will we be right? Will any of this work? We'll find out. Now,
2: let's let's get get murdering. murdering. Whispers in Willowbrook In the summer of 1985, beneath the vibrant hues of Willowbrook's nostalgic sunsets, a dark cloud loomed over the idyllic town. Willowbrook High School was gearing up for its annual end-of-year bash, a tradition that had endured for generations. This year, however, the festivities would unveil a chilling murder that would haunt the collective memory of the town for years to come. The school's courtyard, adorned with vibrant streamers and a glittering disco ball, pulsed with the youthful energy of a bygone era. Music reverberated through the air, and students from diverse cliques mingled freely, celebrating the end of another school year. Among them, four inseparable friends stood out, Mark, the charismatic football star, Emily, the brilliant but enigmatic bookworm, Lisa, the vivacious cheerleader, and Jack, the brooding, artistic soul. As the night wore on, an eerie feeling settled over the quartet, overshadowing the jubilation around them. They couldn't help but notice the conspicuous absence of another dear friend, Sarah, who was supposed to be the life of the party. Concerned, they decided to embark on a search for her, a decision that would set the stage for a mystery that would unravel before their eyes. Their quest led them through dimly lit hallways and abandoned classrooms, the echoes of their footsteps punctuating the suspense that hung heavy in the air. The school, usually bustling with life, had transformed into a labyrinth of shadows and secrets. Finally, they arrived at the old gymnasium, a place where laughter and cheer once resounded but now lay in eerie silence. There, beneath the swaying disco ball, they discovered Sarah's lifeless body, bathed in a pool of crimson panic gripped the group as they realized their friend had met a gruesome end. Mark, the natural leader of the group, dialed the police, and what began as a night of celebration morphed into a nightmarish who-done-it. Detective Reynolds, a seasoned investigator known for cracking tough cases, arrived promptly at the scene. He observed the group's shocked expressions and couldn't help but consider them as potential suspects. After all, they were the ones who had found the body, and no one had seen Sarah in the hours leading up to her murder the detective wasted no time. He began by separating the friends, conducting interviews that would lay the foundation for a tangled web of mystery. Emily, the introverted scholar, recounted her evening in the library, engrossed in a classic novel, far removed from the raucous party. Her alibi seemed airtight, but her distant demeanor raised suspicion. Lisa, the bubbly cheerleader, claimed to have been with Mark, corroborating his story of dancing the night away in the courtyard. However, the detective noticed fleeting glances of unease exchanged between them during their interviews, casting doubt on their statements. Jack, the enigmatic artist, was found sketching in a secluded corner of the gymnasium. He explained that he had wandered away from the group, seeking inspiration. The detective's keen eyes picked up on scratches on Jack's arms and a smear of blood on his jacket, raising concerns about his potential involvement as Detective Reynolds delved deeper into the lives of the friends, he uncovered a labyrinth of secrets hidden within their circle. He discovered that Sarah had been in a tumultuous relationship with Mark, who had recently broken up with her. Emily, the introverted scholar, had been harboring a secret infatuation for Mark, which added a layer of complexity to the group dynamics. Lisa, the vivacious cheerleader, had a concealed burning jealousy of Sarah's popularity, and Jack, the brooding artist, hinted at a darker side that lay beneath his artistic façade. The investigation also revealed other potential suspects. A mysterious janitor with a checkered past, a rebellious student who held a long-standing grudge against Sarah, and a teacher known for meddling in the students' lives all came under the detective's scrutiny. Days turned into weeks, and the town was gripped by the enigma of Sarah's murder. Detective Reynolds meticulously pieced together fragments of information, skillfully laying down hints and misdirections that kept everyone guessing. Willowbrook's picturesque facade had cracked, revealing a dark underbelly of lies and betrayals. As the 1980s came to an end, the question that haunted everyone remained unanswered, who had done it? The detective's investigation took him down a series of winding paths, each promising answers but leading to more questions. He probed deeper into the lives of the friends, peeling back the layers of their relationships and secrets. Mark's breakup with Sarah became a focal point of the investigation. The detective couldn't ignore the tension that had simmered between them, the heated arguments, and the volatile emotions that had spilled over in recent weeks. Mark maintained his innocence, but the scars of their relationship hinted at a motive. Emily's infatuation with Mark raised further questions. Her feelings for him had remained hidden beneath a veneer of friendship, but had they driven her to commit a terrible act out of jealousy or despair? Her alibi seemed solid, but the detective couldn't dismiss the power of unrequited love. Lisa's jealousy of Sarah's popularity was no secret amongst their group of friends. She had often played the role of the peppy cheerleader, but beneath the surface, resentment had festered. Had she taken a drastic step to eliminate her rival and secure her position at the center of their circle? Jack's brooding demeanor and his artistic sensibilities hinted at a more complex personality. The detective couldn't ignore the scratches on his arms and the blood on his jacket. Was he involved in a violent altercation with Sarah that had gone too far, or was he simply in the wrong place at the wrong time? As Detective Reynolds dug deeper into the lives of the friends, he also turned his attention to the other potential suspects. The mysterious janitor, known for his reclusive nature and cryptic past, had a history of peculiar behavior. The rebellious student with a grudge against Sarah had been caught in a heated argument with her just weeks before the murder. The teacher who meddled in the students' lives had secrets of her own, ones that could have driven her to commit a heinous act to protect her reputation. Clues and misdirections were scattered throughout the investigation. A blood-stained note found near the crime scene seemed to implicate one of the friends, but the handwriting was impossible to definitively match. Footprints near the gymnasium raised suspicions but led to a dead end. And the janitor's alibi, while shaky, couldn't be completely disproven. The town of Willowbrook buzzed with speculation. Gossip and rumors swirled through the community, each theory more convoluted than the last. The detective's office was inundated with tips and leads, some pointing fingers at the friends, while others pointed elsewhere. As the investigation continued, the tension within the group of friends grew palpable. Accusations were hurled, trust eroded, and relationships strained to the breaking point. The weight of Sarah's murder hung heavy over them, a constant reminder of the tragedy that had shattered their once unbreakable bond. Despite the mounting pressure, Detective Reynolds remained determined to uncover the truth. He conducted interviews, analyzed evidence, and pursued every lead, determined to unravel the mystery. The weeks turned into months, and the investigation showed no signs of slowing down. Detective Reynolds was relentless in his pursuit of the truth, determined to bring Sarah's killer to justice. The town of Willowbrook was consumed by the case, with everyone speculating about who the murderer might be. As the detective delved deeper into the lives of the four friends, he began to notice inconsistencies in their stories. Small details didn't add up, timelines seemed off, and their alibis appeared to have holes. Emily, in particular, continued to intrigue him. Her infatuation with Mark, though well concealed, weighed heavily on her conscience. Could it have driven her to commit such a terrible act? One day, while reviewing the evidence, Detective Reynolds stumbled upon a clue that had been overlooked. It was a faded photograph from the night of the murder, a snapshot of the four friends dancing beneath the disco ball. In the background of the photo, he noticed something peculiar, a shadowy figure lurking in the shadows, partially obscured by the dim lighting. The detective enlarged the photo and scrutinized it closely. It was impossible to make out the person's face, but their silhouette seemed distinct. This discovery raised a new possibility, someone else had been present in the gymnasium that night, someone who wasn't part of the tight-knit group of friends. Could this shadowy figure be the key to solving the mystery? Detective Reynolds knew he needed to identify this mysterious person. He began by interviewing the attendees of the party, showing them the enlarged photograph and asking if they recognized the figure. Most of the students couldn't recall seeing anyone out of the ordinary that night. However, one student, a quiet and observant girl named Megan, claimed she had seen someone lurking near the gymnasium's entrance. Megan described the person as tall and slender, wearing a dark jacket with a hood pulled low over their face. She couldn't provide any further details, but her statement provided a glimmer of hope. It was a lead, and Detective Reynolds intended to follow it. The detective started to piece together the movements of the shadowy figure that night. He reviewed security camera footage from the school, which had captured snippets of the party. It was painstaking work, but eventually, He spotted the hooded figure entering the gymnasium and then slipping out a back door shortly after Sarah's body had been discovered. The discovery of the hooded figure raised new questions. Was this person the killer, or were they merely a witness to the crime? Detective Reynolds began to suspect that the group of friends might not be the only ones with secrets to hide. The shadowy figure had a motive to remain hidden, and the detective was determined to uncover it. As the investigation continued, Detective Reynolds expanded his list of suspects. He questioned teachers, school staff, and even delved into the backgrounds of the janitor and the rebellious student with the grudge against Sarah. The teacher with a history of meddling in students' lives also came under scrutiny. She had access to information that others didn't, and her behavior had been increasingly erratic in recent months. The detective's pursuit of the truth took him to unexpected places. He uncovered a series of anonymous letters sent to Sarah in the weeks leading up to her murder, threatening her and warning her to stay away from certain individuals. The letters were filled with cryptic messages and seemed to be the work of someone deeply disturbed. As Detective Reynolds unraveled the threads of the case, tensions in Willowbrook reached a breaking point. Accusations flew, and trust between friends and neighbors dissolved. The town was divided, with some convinced that the friends were guilty, while others believed the shadowy figure held the key to the mystery. Months turned into a year, and then another. The investigation showed no signs of reaching a resolution. Detective Reynolds continued to sift through the evidence, determined to bring closure to the town and justice for Sarah. Willowbrook remained in the grip of a chilling murder mystery, a puzzle with pieces that refused to fit together neatly. The shadows of the past cast a long, haunting presence over the town, and the question that had haunted everyone from the beginning remained unanswered, who had killed Sarah. The detective knew that he was running out of time. The trail had grown cold, and the town's patience was wearing thin. The key to solving the case lay in uncovering the identity of the shadowy figure, but that figure seemed determined to remain in the shadows. As the years passed, the case of Sarah's murder became a cold case, but it never faded from the memories of the people of Willowbrook. The town continued to grapple with the haunting mystery, and the truth remained elusive, buried beneath layers of secrets, lies, and unanswered questions.
0: Okay, let's talk about this. So um I honestly
1: didn't expect this to end as a cold case. Like I didn't think there'd be like a time jump and then there'd be like, well, all th- there's all of a sudden there's these like details, right? Like so this is an AI-based story.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It is not something we created. It is clearly very choppy. It it's you know, very enthralling and then all of a sudden it's like, well, The neighborhood's divided, 50 years have gone by, Sarah's been dead for a decade, and now it's (laughs) a cold case.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does, I I asked the AI strictly, like, hey, do you know who did it? And they said yes, so clearly it knows. This
1: is definitely going to be, so this is going to be a problem we're probably going to see throughout the series, is that these stories probably aren't going to be great. That's not really what we're here to do, though. We're just here to see if we can guess
0: who it is. Yeah, they're not God's gift. But um they aren't. I mean it is definitely it's an interesting experiment. Yeah, for sure. Um but okay, let's let's uh, get into the details. So, so
1: my thoughts are that it's either Emily or Jack.
0: Yeah, uh, they uh, put
1: ha- high emphasis on that. Um, they mentioned
0: Emily many times basically saying she was obsessed. Yes. She her alibi seemed solid, but there was some doubt left. Yep. Um
1: And then Jack had the jacket and the scratches and I they they brought back the jacket and its importance. So Well,
0: not to mention there was blood on the jacket too. Yep. Which like you know, I, well, I, I almost feel like they tried to de emphasize Jack um, a lot, saying he was an artist and he was drawing in the corner and like they didn't really bring him up a lot, but yet I feel like it is Jack. I feel like it's one of those like he's he doesn't seem like Honestly, he should be, but I'm yet wondering he is. if it's
1: just some random person and it's so obscure that we're gonna be like what the fuck like they're just like it's that janitor that we mentioned and i'm like what the
0: fuck yeah i mean totally possible you got i don't know what to expect i mean there's anonymous letters there's a shadow figure so who the heck was a hooded figure right like tall slender and they were wearing a jacket there's only one mention of a jacket in the story
1: we don't know anything about anyone's body frame or shape like is lisa yeah. a midget i don't know
0: <laughs> mark is the natural leader right like they mentioned that him and yeah, lisa everyone mixed... loves mark yeah
1: right? it's probably mark actually they didn't talk about mark fucking doing anything besides everyone fucking loving him
0: yeah It was him and Emily. Lisa and Mark exchanged uh, uneasy glances with each other. But then Emily was obsessed with him. Yeah, they're
1: alibis. And then Lisa and Mark was
0: Sarah obsessed with him. I'm trying to remember.
1: Sarah dated Mark.
0: Oh yeah, Sarah was a former. Yeah, yeah. I mean Mark is the the town whore, I guess. Yeah. Um, That's why
1: I'm like, is it? Could it be Mark? Because it's almost like Mark has no shit on him. Yeah. But, but Mark I mean, that was... would make a better story, and this is AI, and it's it kind of sucks. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's Jack. That's my guess.
0: You're going to say it's Jack. Yep. Okay. So, if, I mean, I'm trying to think of any other evidence. They mentioned Megan saying that there was a person that was photographed uh, yeah, the photograph. Megan. Yeah, like a Then just, all of know. a sudden,
1: the super important character Megan enters the scene. <laughs>
0: uh, anonymous letters, though. Letters don't really typically sound like... And this is going to sound sexist, but like a guy would be writing a ton of letters. To um,
1: Jack's a sensitive artist.
0: That is very true. I, know. I wasn't even thinking about that. Okay.
1: God.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, man. How insensitive of me. It is. So. All right. It's 2023. Story. Okay. I guess, I mean, there's not obviously a ton of material to go off of. They, they, yeah. they definitely skip a lot. So, all right. So I you're want saying it to be Mark?
1: Mark. No, I want it to be
0: Mur. But you're saying it's Jack. I think it's Jack.
1: I think they went with a safe choice.
0: I think Jack seems like the choice that I would use as well. Um, but I feel like... I don't know. At the same time...
1: I'm just picturing, like, what if it's the janitor? And he, like, wrote crazy letters
0: to him? And they're like, oh, he has this huge backstory of he, was, he came from an asylum and... While I was he, cleaning your puke out of the trash the other day. I smelled your hair. And it was divine um yeah totally well i don't know they mentioned lisa and name dropped her a few times mm. she was jealous of sarah. sarah she okay. seemed to be uneasy i'm gonna just because i'm gonna mix things up here i'm gonna i'm gonna say it was lisa okay
1: i'm
0: gonna say it was lisa and maybe lisa and mark but i'll go with lisa
1: let's reveal oh they wouldn't fuck they wouldn't do that
0: i don't know I, this like, is would the they first episode two I, killers i don't know how that would be so... how this is gonna they're gonna go.
1: scream us
0: yeah, Scream 27. That
1: would be messed up. I'd be pissed. Alright,
0: so I'm going to take a look and see who the killer is, and, uh, and let's see who was right, who was wrong. Alright, so we're going to take a look real quick and see who did it. I'm just going to ask right now.
1: Tell me who the killer was.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's interesting. Looks like the killer, I'm going to read it verbatim, and then we can talk about it. The killer in this case is Emily, the brilliant but enigmatic bookworm. Her concealed infatuation with Mark and her emotional turmoil ultimately drove her to commit the murder. The murder. (laughs) However, her actions were cleverly concealed, and the shadowy figure glimpsed in the photograph was a misdirection she orchestrated to divert suspicion away from herself. Clearly, right? Like that, that makes perfect sense. How did we sense. not pick she up She just on hired that. some dude and just said, stand there in this photograph. Once again. But picture.
1: Okay, the, the, the shadowy person was slender, but I, is Emily a, like a chubbo? Like, I don't know. Like, I, that's...
0: So yeah, it's Emily, I guess. So you you chose Jack. I chose Lisa. I chose I Lisa,
1: gone
0: Emily. We all screwed up. I know you did mention it was I possibly did. Emily.
1: I said it was... Th- those um, were my two, but it doesn't matter. She was matter. an
0: introvert. She was uneasy. Uh, she was distant, found reading in the library. Never so, expect the woman. Yeah. So who sent the letters? I think it was Emily who sent the letters, then? But, I don't know, maybe that's just something we we'll... not I have
1: more questions <laughs> than
0: answers. <laughs> this is, uh... Well, anyway, thank you everybody for, uh, for tuning in, because...
1: Did you guess it?
0: Yeah, did you get it right? Because...
1: We're confused. We
0: totally got it wrong. We did. Um... But this has definitely been an interesting experiment. And uh, tune in for, uh, for more of these as we go. More murders. All right. Thank you, guys. And uh, have a good one.